From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am Mike De Niro. Today on the episode, we're going to be talking about last night's Monday Night Raw. We'll be giving you the rundown of tonight's NXT's Great American Bash. And we'll be going back in time and talk about Raw vs. Nitro from 96, along with TNA The Asylum Years, Episode 11. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. I hope everyone had a wonderful, long Independence Day weekend, and I hope everyone got a lot of rest in, but we are back. We're going to be hitting you with a large super stack show today for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, yeah. But before we get into our show today, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world, all our supporters that ride with us on the Wrestling DeLorean. I'm talking about Mexico, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Germany, Taiwan, the Philippines, the United States of America, of course. All our fans from all over the world, thank you so much for all the support. Thank you for following along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We got a super stack show for you guys today, and we're going to get right into it right now. So let's stop the music and let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this bad boy, bitch. Like I said, I hope everyone enjoyed their their uh, weekend, nice long weekend. I hope everyone was safe and positive. But let's get into the wrestling news. On Friday, we had SmackDown. And on SmackDown, we had the return of Selena Vega, who is officially back with the WWE. Selena Vega, who was fired for her OnlyFans account, which, by the way, it was only, you know, for everyone interested, no, she wasn't posting anything provocative. Her OnlyFans account was for cosplay. And she was fired for for the WWE for having a third-party affiliate income. But she's back now. She's also the wife of Tommy Yen, a.k.a. Aleister Black. So that's interesting. You know, a lot of people are speculating that Aleister Black may be returning to the WWE as well. But she is back here, and she is already officially signed for the Money in the Bank ladder match. She came back and had a match against Liv Morgan in a losing effort, but still was named for the Money in the Bank ladder match. So yeah, she's back to the races here. You know, she didn't get much wrestling time when she had her first run here, so maybe she'll be more of a wrestler and less of a manager in this run for the WWE for her. But, yeah, I mean, cool to see her back in the WWE. I hope that this run goes better than the last run, and I hope that she is more appreciated for her efforts because she definitely was someone who had a lot of talent and had a star presence about her. So, supposedly, WWE executives apologized for getting rid of her the first time. If that's the case, then, you know, that's that's classy of them because it was not just and it was not due for her to get released for no reason like that. So definitely, you know, 
I hope this goes better than the last time. Last night was Monday Night Raw, and I, in my opinion, think that Raw took another step back. Raw was not a good show. It was very missable, if you ask me. Oh, man, just a lot of BS on the show. A lot of stuff that, like, I just can't wait for the fans to be back. I think that they really need a, a reset. They need to just pause everything and just reset. The last couple of weeks, though, been good, but the this week was just hard to sit through. You know, we had Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre, which is cool to see Jinder getting back in the mix. But that match didn't really do much for me. AJ Styles versus Riddle. Once again, they're building Riddle, and AJ Styles loses again. I don't think that AJ Styles is really appreciated to what he is. AJ Styles is a wrestling legend. AJ Styles is one of the greatest of all time. AJ Styles is a Grand Slam champion in the WWE, and you wouldn't know it from his current booking in the WWE. Even though he's a tag team champion, they barely defend those tag team titles, and he's jobbing out week in and week out on Raw to an injured Riddle. By the way, earlier in the show, during Miss TV, he had all the participants out for the the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, and Matt Riddle took a fall. By the way, he's already, he's still injured. He has an ankle injury. He takes a fall from the top of the ladder to the ground because Omos pushed him off the ladder, and we still had him beat the phenomenal AJ Styles, who's at 100%. It don't make too much sense to me, right? Also on the show, you had... Ricochet versus Drew, uh, Drew. Ricochet versus John Morrison. That match ended in a countout, and Morrison gets the victory. See, this, these are the things that I don't like. Like, you know what? If you have a great matchup one week, we don't have to see it three, four weeks in a row. That's bullshit. I'm tired of the whole Rhea Ripley and Charlotte beef. I'm tired of the whole Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Alexa Bliss's beef. Like, this shit is hard to sit through. It's hard to, you know. Gage and there's there's very little high spots on Raw right now. The main event though was a good match. It was uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Really good tag team matchup between these four guys. Really good matchup. I enjoyed it. In the end, Kofi Kingston stands tall. He is definitely looking like they're building him back up for another title run, but I don't believe he's going to win that title at Money in the Bank. If the rumors are true, and we are indeed getting Goldberg versus Lashley at Money in the Bank. I would rather Kofi Kingston take the title off of a red-hot Lashley right now than us get Lashley versus Goldberg. Goldberg needs to retire. Please. I don't think that there's anyone who wants to see Goldberg back. I don't think that even Goldberg wants to see Goldberg back. I would rather have Kofi Kingston win that title then have Lashley versus Goldberg at SummerSlam. That's not a money draw to me. It's not a big money match. It's not a dream match. It's not. It's just not. So that's you know that's my opinion. Raw, I gave it a one out of five stars. It, it, there's too much to run down for three hours of nothing, in my opinion. You know that's why like other shows, I give you like oh then this happened, then that happened, then this happened, then that happened. It's hard to do that for Raw. It's hard. Because there's nothing really worth talking about. In my opinion. It's not worth it. So I don't want to talk about it. But I will. For you guys. Because I love you guys. But speaking of Raw. We will be talking about Classic Raw. Because on this show. You know I know it's Tuesday. I was supposed to do it Monday. But I dedicated Monday to our new podcast. Couples Crime Therapy. Where me and my fiance go back in time. Talking about true crimes. Talking about unsolved mysteries. Cults. And etc. 
We started our new podcast, Couple Crime Ther- Couples Crime Therapy. Let me get that right if I'm promoting it. Couples Crime Therapy. Everyone check that out every Monday. But, yeah, so we'll be back with an uh, episode of the Wrestling Delorean Podcast on Monday, starting next Monday. But I want to dedicate that day to my new podcast yesterday. So check that out. But since we are on Tuesday, I am not skipping it this week. I will be talking about the fight for Monday night, Raw vs. Nitro from 1996. Today, along with the original Tuesday slot of TNA The Asylum Year. So you're getting a lot of nostalgia on the show. And to end the show today, we will be running down NXT. Tonight, we got the Great American Bash. So a lot of good wrestling to look forward to. I'm just trying to wipe my palate away and clean my palate because I am still dealing with the bad taste of Monday Night Raw right now. So we'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, people. It is Tuesday, I know, but we did not have a show on Monday, so we are moving Monday's segment of the fight for Monday night to the special Tuesday episode here. We're talking about WCW Monday Nitro from March 18th, 1996, the go-home show before Uncensored 1996, which, by the way, is one of the worst pay-per-views ever, but we're still going to review it on this show, unfortunately. Anyway, and we're talking about Monday Night Raw from March 18th, 1996. We are a few weeks away from WrestleMania 12, so a lot to talk about. So let's get right into this episode of The Fight for Monday Night. That was my little homage to the Ultimate Warrior, who is returning to the WWE in a few weeks here. Speaking of the WWE, WWF Monday Night Raw, March 18th, 1996. We are on the road to WrestleMania 12 here. 
We got highlights of We got highlights of Madison Square Garden. We uh see Diesel attack HBK, so Diesel goes officially heel here. And the first match of the show, we got British Bulldog versus Jake the Snake Roberts. It ends in a DQ when Jim Cornette gets involved. We have a training video here for HBK and Jose Lothario, as well as Bret Hart and the in the dungeon with his uh, father Stu Hart, the world famous uh, Hart family dungeon. So we got you know we have Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart taking this matchup really serious. We know that it's going to be in a really good matchup, a historic phenomenal matchup, and I'm excited to see it. And when WrestleMania 12 comes along, we will be reviewing WrestleMania 12 on this show, of course. Our first WrestleMania that we're going to be reviewing on the show, which is pretty damn cool, if you ask me. Next, we have a uh, matchup between Goldust and Fatu. That matchup was uh, pretty much a squash matchup for Goldust. Goldust picks up the victory while he's wearing uh, Roddy Piper's kilt. Roddy Piper's on the phone during this matchup. He says he's going to take Goldust to the back lots and make him a man. You know, none of this shit will fly for today's era of professional wrestling. But next we have Jim Cornette. He's with the Bridge Bulldog. He's with Owen Hart. He's with Vader in the ring. They answer the challenge that was made to them on WWF Superstars by Ahmed Johnson, Jake the Snake, and Yokozuna for a six-man tag at WrestleMania 12. They say that they accept and it's going down. But then the babyfaces get on the Titantron and say that if the babyfaces win the matchup, Jim Cornette has to wrestle Yokozuna. Yokozuna gets five minutes with Jim Cornette. So that should be interesting to see. The Wrestling DeLorean podcast with like five minutes with Jim Cornette. But anyways, next we got another squash match between Diesel and Barry Horowitz. The reason why I'm running through this show really, really fast is because it was mostly made up of a quick DQ and a bunch of squash matches, which kind of sucked. This Raw kind of was, you know, not as exciting as the last couple weeks of Raw here in 96 because, you know, they they, they had a good steady build to WrestleMania 12, but then this show just kind of seemed a little out of place. After the match, though, we got the famous scene of Diesel going... By the way, during Diesel and Barry Horowitz, there's a coffin that is brought to ringside. Diesel opens up the coffin, and it is him himself, Diesel, in the coffin, which was very eerie, very creepy. I don't know how they pulled that off, but whoever made that wax figure was amazing at it. Main event time, we got Bret Hart versus Tatanka, which Bret Hart makes quick work of Tatanka. A lot of quick matches on this show, and a lot of nothing segments. Like, even on the network, you can see that most of the Monday Night Raw shows are 45 minutes. This one was 37 minutes, which was horrible. I don't know why it was so short. But then, um, after this, we end the show, of course, with a Billionaire Ted skit, where... It says Billionaire Ted is, uh, you know, a racist and a sexist and all this other bullshit. This Monday Night Raw gets a 1 out of 5 for me. Not a good show. But we are on the road to WrestleMania. So it is exciting still to see some of these like training videos from HBK and Bret Hart. High spot for the show was definitely the uh, Jim Cornette promo with Yoko and all of them. That should be a really cool matchup at WrestleMania. And like I said, even though that this match, this all night was not exciting for me, there's a lot of exciting things coming up. So I'm cool with it. Let's get into WCW Monday Nitro from March 18th, 1996. We start right away with the giant jumping Loch Ness as soon as the show starts. It was supposed to be Loch Ness versus Lex Luger for the TNT 
for the TNT, for the television title. But while the Giant is jumping Loch Ness, we have Lex Luger come out anyway and pose in the ring, which was pretty funny. Uh, Loch Ness gets counted out because he's not coming to the ring due to the jumping of the Giant, and Luger wins the victory. That was a funny way to start off the show. Tony Schiavone's here. He brings out Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and they actually get booed, which was funny, and that's pretty much what leads up to the NWO. But anyway, he gets booed, and they're talking about how, you know, tonight they're going to take out Flair and Sullivan, and this Sunday at Uncensored, they're going to take out the whole Dungeon of Doom and the Alliance to end Hulkamania and this, that, and third, and a lot of mumble-jumble, like... These these promos, like a lot of people want to come at Ultimate Warrior, and I'm not the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan, but these promos is horrible by Hogan and Savage. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Like, Savage would say shit like, out of nowhere, like, when it comes to Kevin Sullivan, Helter Skelter, Dippity Doo Da, Dippity Day. Like, that shit don't make no sense. I love Randy Savage. No disrespect to Randy Savage. I'm a huge Randy Savage fan. But what the fuck are you saying, bro? The guy, yo, you talking about Ric Flair taking your wife. He has Miss Elizabeth. And that's what you got to say? Anyway. Save this show, please. Next, we have Public Enemy versus Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner, the Steiner Brothers. That was a super fun matchup. This is a bit of a hardcore brawl. Some tables involved here. The Steiner Brothers actually pick up the victory here against Public Enemy, and it was a really fun matchup. So far, this match right here was the match of the night for both shows. Both shows. Let's see if it holds up. Next, we got Arn Anderson versus the Booty Man. And the Booty Man beats Arn Anderson. WCW. Why? 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 Anyway, we're going to be moving right along from that. We got the Road Warriors versus the Nasty Boys. This is a well-known feud between two legendary teams, and they are squaring off here on this episode of Nitro. The Road Warriors win, but they cheat to win. So I don't know if they're making the Nasty Boys baby faces. They just don't come off as baby faces. But the Road Warriors are definitely using heelish tactics to pick up victories here using the spikes. Road Warriors are going to be going to a Chicago street fight against the Steiner Brothers and against Sting and Luger at Uncensored. We next get the Mega Powers versus Ric Flair and Kevin Sullivan in a tornado tag match. I'm sick of this show being main evented by these four guys. The last two weeks we had... The Mega Powers were Booty Man versus Sullivan, Flair, and Arn. Then we had Sullivan, Flair, and Arn versus the Mega Powers and Booty Man in a stra- uh, in a strap lumberjack match. And now we got the Mega Powers versus Flair and Arn in a Texas Tornado match. Shit gets boring after a while, and they only really have good chemistry with each other. These two teams, like I don't, I don't like these matches. These matches are boring, and this match is no different. We have a lot of time filler. The match gets thrown out when Arn Anderson interferes and Brian Pillman comes out from the crowd. We have a big brawl here. And then we got the return of Zeus, a.k.a. Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Rest in Peace to Debo, a.k.a. now going by Z Gangsta. And he's also accompanied by the big guy who plays Bane in Batman Returns. And this is just, you know, this is weird. Tony Schiavone's in the ring. 
Sullivan's like, this is the alliance to end Hulkamania, and at this Sunday's uncensored pay-per-view, we're going to end Hulkamania. Look at these arms. Look at these arms. Look at the size of these men. We're going to end you, Hogan. And then Hogan's in the crowd like, who is he? Who is that guy, brother? Oh, my God. Who is that guy? He's huge. Much. I can't wait for the NWO to shake everything up because this show has been bleh. But, unfortunately, even though it was bad, it was still a tad bit better than the WWF Raw. So, I give this show a 1 and 3 fourths out of 5. And I will give this episode of The Fight for Monday Night to the WCW Wrestling. When we come back from break, we're going to be going back in time, but not as far back as this. We're going to be moving it on up to 2002, where we'll be talking about episode 11 of TNA, The Asylum Years. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of TNA The Asylum Years. It is one of our favorite shows to talk about every single week. On this episode of NWA TNA The Asylum Years, we'll be talking about episode 11, August 28th, 2002. A lot been going down. Brian Lawler still going after Jeff Jarrett while Jeff Jarrett's going after the Armstrongs. We have a three-way ladder match here for the X Division title, so let's get right into this super stack show for NWA TNA. Start off the show right away with Brian Lawler about to tell Goldilocks what happened and what's going on with Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff Jarrett attacks him. We still got some shenanigans there. And then we go right out to the ring. We got a X X-Division matchup between Kid Cash and the Amazing Red. Amazing amazing match so far, no pun intended. Uh, lots of fun, lots of competitive action, lots of chemistry between these two guys. Amazing Red definitely looks like a star, even though he's only like 19 here. 
Kid Cash is a veteran coming from ECW, former ECW television champion. The veteran here, like I said, Kid Cash wins this matchup. Super fun match. After the match, Red tries to extend his hand and get respect from Kid Cash, but Kid Cash attacks him. But the SAT makes the save and hits the Spanish fly on Kid Cash. Next, we got Sonny Siaki versus Monty Brown. This match doesn't go long before Jeff Jarrett interferes and helps Sonny Siaki pick up the victory. Seems like Jeff Jarrett's just, you know, feuding with everybody here. Speaking of another Jeff Jarrett feud, Brian Lawler attacks Jeff Jarrett. They brawl again. It is announced that tonight we will have an interview with Brian Lawler and he will discuss everything that's going down with Jeff Jarrett because there's a lot of confusion with what's going on with Jeff Jarrett. You know what I mean? What What is it that made Brian Lawler so pissed off with the guy who he was teaming up with for like the first five episodes of this show? We next get an interview with Slash and the newest member of the church. His name is Cobain. And they say he's a suicidal maniac. He, uh... Is really playing off of Kurt Cobain. That that's obvious, but he's also playing off of like a Raven character here. He's a wannabe Raven, speaking in tongues and shit like that. This leads to a four-way elimination tag team matchup. It is announced that next week we're going to be getting a tag team gauntlet match, a battle royal, and the winners of that match will be the tag team champions. But the four. Way tag match here. It's a really good match. They get a lot of time on the show. It is the Backseat Boys, Trent Acid and Johnny Cashmere making their debut on the show versus the team of Slash and Cobain who's making their debut on the show versus the Hot Shots, Chase Stevens and Cassidy Riley versus America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm. Really good matchup. Crazy out of hand brawl by all eight men. Crazy insane spots. They just brawl all over ringside. Insane dives to the outside. But after a long fun matchup, AMW picks up the victory. But they are quickly attacked by Ron and Ron Harris and Brian Lee, the disciples of Apocalypse. Absolute melee ensues. All all eight men from the matchup come out. They all brawl. We have other tag teams joining in, and it is announced that next week we're going to have the Battle Royal to crown the new tag team champions. Next, we got Jeff Jarrett confronting Bullet Bob Armstrong. And then after this, we got the weakest part of the show. We got Bruce versus April Hunter for Miss TNA. Blah, 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 blah. I skipped that bullshit. Next, we have SAT versus the SAT versus Estrada and Jimmy Yang, the Flying Elvises. This was another long matchup that got a lot of time. Uh, but, you know, it was solid. It, was, it definitely held up. It wasn't a matchup that dragged at any point. All four of these men was fast-paced and kept the action going. Fun, solid matchup. I, I and the last couple of weeks, these teams have been mixing it up, and they have a lot of good chemistry with each other. So I think that it's really cool to see them here mixing it up again. In the end, Sunny Siaki, who was not outside with his uh, flying officers brethren, and says that he's above them, actually helps them pick up the victory. So I don't know what the story is there. He was just on an interview talking about how he does not care about the flying officers. He's a one man show, but then he comes out and helps the flying officers. This was not. Bad booking per se because they do mention this. So I guess it's a greater story being told here. But yeah. Flying Elvis' win. Next we got the interview with Brian Lawler. Uh, Goldilocks comes out to interview him. And he calls Goldilocks a floozy and a whore. And he says leave the ring. You know like once again this shit would not fly on today's age of wrestling. Uh, The truth interrupts. He confronts Lawler for hitting him with a chair last week. He says that he hates Jeff Jarrett and... What's it called? Brian Lawler apologizes to the truth. He said, I'll be like that, man. 
we we boys, we boys. It was so weird. But then he does reveal that the problem with him and Jeff Jarrett has to do with his girlfriend, Ryan Shamrock. He confronts a photographer for taking pictures of Ryan Shamrock. He beats him up, and then he walks off. So we don't know what's going on, but we know that it has to do with his girlfriend, Ryan Shamrock. Next, we got Jeff Jarrett versus The Bullet, who we thought was Bullet Barb Armstrong last week, but it's not. It's another Armstrong under the mask. They brawl all over. Jeff Jarrett, he uh, handcuffs The Bullet, which leads to Bullet Barb Armstrong coming out, but get, he gets a chair shot to the head. Bullet Bob Armstrong, 62 years old, gets hit with a chair. He's bleeding all over. Jeff Jarrett continues to attack the Bullet. He continues to attack Bullet Bob. The match gets thrown out. And he says that next week he's going to put an end to this and Brian Lawler. But all that to say this. The main event of the show was one of the greatest matches in TNA history. Still to this day talked about. A three-way X-Division ladder match between Loki, the phenomenal AJ Styles, and Jerry Lynn. This matchup was absolutely insane. Insane crazy spots insane when I'm talking about insane I'm talking about cradle pile driver from the top of the fucking ladder from Jerry Lynn onto low key this was such a great matchup between all three men and they all over delivered in the end Jerry Lynn picks up the victory he is your new X Division champion really good matchup this episode of TNA gets a 4 out of 5 it was a strong strong episode that I really enjoyed from start to finish really fun segment I am having so much fun with this show Really good episode, and next week I will be talking about episode 14, being that the next two weeks they will be off. Episode 13 will be a X Division highlight show, and X and 14 will be a world title highlight show, being that it's September 11th. So episode 14 will be September 18th, and we'll be back with that episode here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. When we come back, we're giving you the rundown for tonight's NXT Great American Bash Superstack show there, so stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I said, tonight we have a Superstacked episode of NXT. It is the Great American Bash. We have an unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, which would be a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. We also have Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher going against MSK for the Tag Team Champions. Last week, Isaiah Swerve Scott became your new North American Champion, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from him. We'll be getting the way of... uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Io Shirai and Zoe Starks for the Women's Tag Team Champions. We have Eli, well, I was about to say Eli Drake. We have L.A. Knight, yeah, versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Champion. If Cameron Grimes doesn't win, he will become the butler of L.A. Knight. A bunch of matches here on the show. Really good stuff. I'm sure we'll be talking about Johnny Gargano and his feud with Karrion Cross. We'll see what goes down there. Everyone should tune into NXT tonight. Don't miss the Great American Bash tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern on the USA Network. NXT's been delivering and has been the most consistent WWE show. So why would you miss their biggest show of the summer, the Great American Bash? And it's free. You don't got to go on Peacock. You don't got to go and wait for a takeover. We're having a free show here from NXT, and it is pay-per-view quality, so check it out tonight. I hope everyone has a great day. I hope everyone tunes into NXT tonight. And make sure you come back here tomorrow for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. 
and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you subscribe and download the show. Leave us a rate, leave us a review. It is so much appreciated. Thank you to all, all supporters all over the world. We appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a great day. Stay positive, stay strong, stay humble. Peace out. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 